For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Job, a man who feared God. Look with me now in Job chapter 1, verse number 1. There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now, this is a testimony from God about Job. You know, it's an amazing thing to have a testimony like that. But it's even more amazing that God would put that testimony in the Bible, in the Word of God. And remember what the Bible says. It was here yesterday. It'll be here tomorrow. and It'll be around forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever, the Bible says. So this testimony is written down for all of time and even when time ends and we go into eternity. That Job was one that feared God and he eschewed evil. You know, in scripture, this concept of fearing God deals with respecting God and God's position. God, see, respect is what God's looking for. When you when you start to see how big, how mighty, how powerful, how omnipotent, how omniscient, how God is everywhere and he's all powerful, you are just starting to get a holy reverence of the fear of God. And we think fear is a bad thing, but the truth is fear can be a good thing. And fearing God is a good thing. We have our own worldly examples and our own worldly thoughts we tend to think that fearing god must be a bad thing and the world will see that as well god shouldn't be feared but fearing god is a good thing and so we have our own biased opinions uh, even when we hear the word jealousy we automatically think it's a bad thing but the bible says god is jealous he said i'm a jealous god he wants your full attention your full love he wants you to give you all of yourself to him and the best of yourself to him. So he says, I am a jealous God. So jealousy must not be bad if God can be jealous, right? Because God is all good. So fearing God is a good thing. Fear, there's a good, healthy fear like, you know what? The fear of getting burned keeps you from reaching in the fire and getting something. The fear of getting electrocuted keeps you from sticking something metal in the light socket. Those are healthy fears, and they actually save yourself a lot of harm. See, pain 
is meant to tell you, hey, there's something bad going on. You need to stop it, whatever it is. That's what pain is actually for, even physical pain. Ow, that hurts. That's smashing your hand. You need to get it out of there. And why? It's because it's trying to save you. And that same fear, when you have a fear of God, it'll save you a lot of pain in your life. It certainly will. And Job certainly had a holy respect for God and God's rules and God's laws. Why? Because they're the safe zone. When you're living inside God's laws and God's rules, you're in the safe zone. Job understood clearly, stated throughout the, the book, that God is the creator of the universe, that God has all power, and that God could be trusted. Have you learned that in your life today? With all the bad that happened in Job's life, in one day he lost his money, he lost his home, he lost his possessions, and he lost all his children. Not right away was the devil allowed to touch him. See, the devil couldn't touch Job without first getting God's permission. God gave Satan permission. He said, you can attack everything that he has, but save Job himself. And after the devil did that, because the devil told God, you let me touch him and he'll curse you to your face. And God said, you can touch him now, but you can't kill him. And he did attack him physically. He had boils all over his body from the, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, the Bible says. So they were so bad that he was sitting in the ashes scraping the boils when his wife come up and said that famous saying that she gets a bad rap for. So fearing God, God wants us, us, we are his creation. Yes, you are a creation of God. And he wants us to, to fear him and to respect him for who he is and what he can do and the position and the morals and the principles that he holds. That's what God wants from you. And as I was talking to one mother, she was saying this, that her kids, you know, she has to threaten to whoop her kids, and, and they fear that. You know, they fear their mom because she tells them, you know what, if you get away from me in the grocery store, somebody take you and, and be really do some bad things and do some mean things to you. And she tells them that, and she's warning them. She's putting fear into their life. And she also puts fear in them that I'll spank you behind if you don't listen to me. And so we correlated that with this story that the truth is that's what God's doing to me and to you. He says, hey, you need to stay close to me and I'll protect you. You need to stay close to me and I'll watch out for you. But if you do run away, I will spank your behind. Because if you're a child of God, he will chastise you to bring you back to him. Now, Job didn't do anything wrong. So you can't look at somebody's life and go, man, all those bad things are happening. And they got cancer, they're dying, or they had a heart attack, or they lost their money. Whatever it is, you can't look at their life and go, you know what? That's God's judgment, or it's because they did this. No, you can't. Because Job was a perfect and upright man, the Bible says. Not perfect in the sense he never sinned, because the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I believe that it's in talking about the intent of his heart, that he was perfect. He wanted to do right. See, I want to do right every day, but sometimes I fail. Sometimes I get mad and I, and I let my feelings overcome me or I say something I shouldn't. But I believe that's what God was talking about there, that it, it, the intent of his heart was perfect. So Job feared God, and Job did this, and that pleased God, when you respect God, when you love God, when you reverence his position and who he is, hey, that pleases 
God. And just like a good loving parent, a good loving parent, a child knows they don't have to fear a good loving parent. Why? Because they're always going to do what's right. The only time that that child's going to get in trouble is when they do something they know is against the rules, against the laws. It's the same when you're a child of God. As long as you, God's not going to chastise you when you're doing what you should be doing, when you're following His laws, when you're following His commandments, when you're living a good, holy, righteous life. Will He allow Satan to attack you? He just might, because He did with Job. So he must have thought a lot of Job, and he did when you read that testimony. He feared God, and he eschewed evil. He hated evil. He pushed evil away from him. He didn't want nowhere near him. And the Lord tells us that Job was a man who hated. He hated evil. And God's plan for you is to love righteousness and to flee and to hate evil. Let me say that again. God's plan for you is to love righteousness and to flee from evil. The world wants you to toy with evil, to laugh at it, to joke about it, to accept it. But God wants you to hate it. And I've often said this, and I've learned this, I'm talking about my own self, and I'm sure it applies to you too. But even what you laugh at really says a lot about you. If you laugh at a dirty, rotten, no-good scoundrel of a joke, it, what you're saying with that is, is, I accept that, I'm okay with that, I like that, that pleases me. That's what you're saying by laughing at it. And that's not hating evil. Let me read a verse to you, Psalms chapter 97, verse 10. Yea, that love the Lord, hate evil. He persevereth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Hebrews 1.9, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. You know, we have to live in this rotten, sinful world. Even when we're saved and you're born again, we still have that rotten, sinful, dead man that we're dragging around. Our soul is saved, but our flesh is still here on earth. Now, one day, if Jesus comes back, or we die and we go to heaven, we'll be parted from that flesh. And one day, we'll be given a perfect body. But as long as we're here, and we're in this life, your soul is saved, but your flesh is still here. You're still dragging around that old, sinful dead person and yes your flesh likes certain things it wants what it wants it loves the pull of the world it loves those certain songs those certain things that it see but god gave us something specific to live by he said you need to be living in the world but don't let the world affect you and he says that in first john chapter 2 verse 15 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust are of But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So we're supposed to be living in the world, but not supposed to be part of the world. How in the world can you do that? Here's the absolute best analogy that I think for that, for that particular passage. If you've ever seen a boat floating in the water, that boat is in the water. It's floating on the water, but it's not of the water. It's not in the water. It's only floating above the water. It's on the water. 
And the more of that water that gets in that boat, the more that boat will sink. And it can actually sink that boat down to the very bottom if, the, if it does get too much in it. And the more that you allow the world into your life, the more you allow sin into your life, the more it's going to sink you just like that boat. It'll get lower, it'll get heavier, and it eventually can sink you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And there's many preachers that have preached on their passages about you go too far in sin. You're a child of God. He will get a hold of you, even if he has to take you home to get you right. He wants you to get right. So the next time you think about that, how can the world, can I live in this world, not be of this world? You think about that boat that floats on top of that water. It doesn't let that water in it. And what does get in it, it's going to try to bail it out. Get it out. Get rid of it. Why? Because it doesn't want to go down. It doesn't want to sink. And we've got to be like that. We've got to float on top of it. We've got to keep above our problems. Don't let us weigh us down. And the last part of that verse, he says, But he that doeth, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So all the things that our flesh wants are literally going to pass away. There'll be no more. Uh, all those sinful things will be gone one day forever and ever and ever. They will be gone. So why waste our time, our energy, our effort on sinful things? When they don't mean anything, the Bible says there is pleasure intent in sin, but tis for season. They're not profitable. They won't last but it does say, He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The work that you do for the Lord Jesus Christ will last for all eternity. And I've said it before. The rewards that you get in heaven will be the ones that you get to keep. The rewards that we get here on earth, that what we call rewards. Boy, I sure got blessed. I got a raise. Boy, we got a blessing somebody. We got us a nice house. I got a good vehicle. Amen, I got a boat. What a blessing. Those aren't blessings you get to keep. The real blessings. The real blessings you won't see until we get to heaven. Those crowns that we'll be able to cast at Jesus' feet because we're not worthy. The crown of righteousness. Amen. Those things. Those are the crowns. And it, You may not keep it. We're going to cast at Jesus' feet, but it will always be there. It won't ever go away. The souls that get saved, they'll be in heaven forever and i do believe listen to me ladies and gentlemen i do believe that those are the real rewards when you know a family member your wife your husband your children got saved and you get to spend all eternity with them in heaven that neighbor the person you met on the street whoever it may be and they're in heaven for all eternity and get to spend eternity with god almighty and you because the bible says we'll know one another in heaven what a reward that will be. Amen? It certainly will. So Job went through some hard trials. Uh, as we know, his wife gets a bad rap. I, I, that's my take on it. Uh, after all those things happened to him, you got to remember, she lost all her children too. She lost her home too. She lost everything she had too. And so when she saw Job sitting there in the ashes and scraping his boils, and she says, does thou... Uh, retain thy integrity, curse God, and die. I believe she saw her, her husband was hurting to a point to where it'd be better off if you were just dead. And so should she have said that? No, she shouldn't. But you have to remember, 
what all happened to her also. And so trials do reveal the, the depth and the character that's in your heart. And things that you don't even, listen to me, there's things that you don't even know are there. And God will allow something in there to bring it out. He really will. I know it in my own life. Certain things that have happened, and I've come across a certain way, or acted a certain way, or said a certain thing, that I later on I look back and I go, you know what? I, I didn't even hardly realize that was there. But it came out at a certain point, so it must have been there. And that's God revealing something to you that, hey, you need to change that. You need to fix that. And let me share a story with you of the, the Willis family. He was a pastor and married. And they were on a trip in their van. Them and their nine children. Now, this is a true story. And they were on I-95 in Milwaukee. Their six youngest were behind them in the van. Something came off a semi. They seen the car in front of them swerved. He was going to swerve and miss it, but he was afraid if he hit, hit it on the wheel that the, the vehicle would flip. So when he hit it, it bounced up underneath the car, the van. It hit the fuel tank, and the van exploded. It blew up in a fiery flame. The parents stated they had to reach into the flames that was burning to unbuckle some of the children to try to get them out and save them. When they got to the hospital, when they got to the hospital, they knew that the parents were going to be all right. They, they were going to make a, a full recovery. They did have first and second degree burns, but their children had passed away, including a newborn baby. My goodness, that is, that is just the worst thing that ha can happen to a human being. But let me tell you what Dad said. He quoted Psalm 34, says, I will bless the Lord at all times. This was on the news. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Oh, taste and see the goodness is good. Janet and I, that's his wife, want to praise and thank God. There is no question in our minds that God is good and we praise him. In all things, God is great. That is unbelievable to stand up after you've lost several, several of your children, including a newborn baby, and you're burnt up from head to toe to stand up and say, I'm living in the goodness of God. God is great. That'd be hard. That's hard for me to even imagine, ladies and gentlemen. But God gives you grace. When it's the, they didn't lose all their children, but they lost five of those nine children. And the other ones were hurt quite a bit. And they had lots of pain and suffering. And they also said this, we understood that we are given, these children were given up to us by the Lord. We understand they're not ours. They were His. And we were the storts of these children. And so God took them back. He is the giver and taker of life. Wow. I'd like to think I could say that if that happened, but I don't know. I'd like to think I could say what Job said, but I don't know. But I do know that I love God. Come good times or bad, the Bible says He is good. And I love, I love their final statement about what He said. He said, My hope is in the Lord 
I believe and I bank on everything the Bible says. And I know my children are safe. They're home with the Lord. I didn't really, they weren't really mine. I was just a steward of them. I believe God's word. Why in the world did God allow that to happen? I don't know, but I know thousands and thousands upon millions of people saw it on the news what them parents said. Can God do, can God do the same today as what he did in the Old Testament? I believe so. This story is not exactly like Job's, but they certainly lost a lot of children that day. They certainly trusted God that day, and the world seen their testimony. I do believe God can do the same today within people, within your heart, because that's where the real work's at. That's what God really cares about. That's what God's here to change. He didn't come to save the, my flesh. There was nothing changed about my body. I didn't get no more money in my bank account. I didn't get no taller, no better looking, or no more muscle, or nothing like that. But he came to save my soul. And that's what he came to save for you too. For each and every person. That's what God cares about. A person's soul. Did God, they, if they belonged to God, did God allow that to happen? It couldn't happen unless the devil got permission, just like he would had to do with Job. But listen to me, and that should give all of us, that should give all of us strength, and that should give all of us grace in our hearts to know that no matter what bad things come, and that's hard to swallow sometimes because you go, why in the world would God allow this? But there's a good reason. Will we know it? No, he doesn't give Job why. Matter of fact, when Job starts asking him why, and, and you know, how about this? And that, God started asking him, where was you at when I hung the stars in the sky? Where was you at when I formed the world? In other words, you can't even begin to understand the things that I'm doing, Job. You can't even comprehend the effects that this will have on the world. I'm going to put your testimony, your story in the Bible, and millions upon trillions of people will read it and be blessed and encouraged by your story. Just like this family that lost five of their nine kids. And the rest of them got burned up pretty good. And they got burned up pretty good. But he still chose. He said the Bible is sure and gives us confidence. Everything in God's word that promises are true. And you can claim that promise today. See, Satan was permitted by God to put Job through trials in those three different areas. In three different areas. At first, it was financial and family, and then finally physical trials. And it seems like Satan's tactics hasn't changed today. He wants you to do what he said he, he caused Job to do. He wants you to curse God. He wants you to throw down your Christianity. He wants you to give up. He wants you to walk away. Why? Because even if you belong to God, he can never have you. But he knows that you're not going to take nobody with you. You're not going to witness no more. And he's going to do everything he can to beat you down, to tear you apart just like he did with Job, just like he did with the disciples' life. All of them died horrific deaths. So when you serve God, the devil is going to attack. If you're under my sound, if you're listening to my voice today, and if you're not saved, listen, the devil doesn't need God's permission to come after you. He could come after you right now because you're not a child of God. See what Jesus did on that cross? He didn't just die on that cross. No, the Bible says 
that he ascended to the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And when he arose, he had the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He had defeated it. He has power over it. And that's why I know that I can put my faith and trust in him because one day you'll take your last breath, your heart will beat its last beat, and you'll spend it forever in hell or you'll spend forever in heaven. Put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Will you receive him, repent of your sins, and trust Jesus today? you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.